0: Hello and welcome to the Tech Narratives podcast. My name is Jan Dawson. This is episode 77, the episode for Friday, October 13th, and therefore the last episode for this week. I have eight items from the site that I've written about today that I'll run through for you and then four items in the roundup at the end. We'll kick off the items from the site today with Samsung News. Uh, Samsung had two pieces of news. One was its preliminary financial results for Q3 uh, which were very good, again, as expected, uh, presumably, although it hasn't provided this detail yet, again, because of strong demand and high pricing for uh, its memory products, its components business has been the major driver of both revenue growth and profits over the last few mo- few quarters. Uh, and that's likely the case, again, leading to what look like record revenues and profits there again. But the second big piece of news was that um, the guy who runs Samsung Electronics is going to be stepping down uh, in March when his current term Uh, expires and uh, will be replaced at that point by somebody else, presumably somebody else appointed from within the company. Samsung, Samsung Electronics has a somewhat complex operating structure. He's technically one of several CEOs who oversee the different parts of the business. He actually oversaw or is still overseeing the components business, which is the one that's been doing so well. So this isn't really about performance. This is likely tied to the broader scandal around the Samsung group and the Lee family that's been heavily involved in that. There's no indication he was directly involved in this, but it seems he wants to move on to allow the company to kind of uh, clear the deck somewhat and start afresh with new management. Number two, Amazon has suspended Roy Price, who's the head of Amazon Studios, the part of the organization that runs the original content business there. Uh, This is in the wake of allegations of sexual assault against him. Uh, Those were first filed quite some time ago, and the first reporting about this actually came in August from the information in a piece that I commented on briefly at the time. Uh, essentially, uh, these allegations have come up again, um, and uh, and yet it seems Amazon was aware of them back in the day, did some kind of investigation. No formal action was taken at that point. And so it's not so much that new information has come to light, but that this is now much more public than it was before that seems to have prompted Amazon to take this action, which suggests a certain amount of hypocrisy. Um, somewhat highlighted by the the content of a memo that was sent internally suggesting that Amazon has zero tolerance for this kind of thing, which doesn't really seem to be the case at the moment. So yet another somewhat disappointing story about a prominent figure in the entertainment industry mistreating women in this way. Number three, speaking of women being mistreated, uh, we spoke about uh, the Twitter abuse problem yesterday and Rose McGowan and her particular issues uh, in being suspended and then eventually reinstated. Uh, that then led to... A boycott of Twitter today by some women, and also by other attempts to raise awareness and draw attention to Twitter's abuse problem, and uh, particularly the plight of women on Twitter who are usually the uh, subject of that abuse. Um, that kind of took place in a number of different ways. There was some division over how best to go about that, but clearly this is sort of escalated into an issue that a lot of women are uh, very concerned about and making their voices heard about, and hopefully. That will prompt Twitter to finally act, although past experience suggests it's not going to do any better this time than it has before. Number four, Facebook has announced um, some basic food ordering features uh, through its app, uh, and that's as a result of partnerships with food delivery services and directly with some food chains as well. The feature is really buried for now. It's in what's called the Explore tab, which you uh, get to by tapping on a little icon with several parallel lines in the bottom right corner of the app. Uh, and that brings up a long list of uh, additional features that you normally wouldn't see, and in there now is this order food thing. So this is really buried, unlikely to be used very much for now, and that's certainly sort of somewhat experimental. It's also really basic. There is some integration there, but it's very basic, and in most cases all this really does is give you a list of restaurants from which you could order food at which point it pops up an in-app browser where you have to go through the same process that you'd go through if you were visiting the company's website for the first time. So unless you have an existing relationship with one of these companies, this really doesn't add a lot over and above the uh, use of a browser or a dedicated app even to order stuff from these companies. So certainly potential to deepen the integration, include payments and stuff which isn't there right now. Uh, For now, a really basic feature, but an interesting indication of which way Facebook could go if it was really serious about this in future. Number five, Qualcomm has filed some lawsuits in China seeking to ban the manufacture and sales of iPhones there as part of the ongoing fight between Qualcomm and Apple worth remembering that a couple of years ago, the Chinese government uh, fined Qualcomm over antitrust concerns, which, of course, are the same concerns Apple is uh, fighting over at the moment. So certainly some precedent for siding with Apple in this case there. Um, also, Qualcomm filed a similar complaint with the International Trade Commission a while back seeking to uh, ban the import of Intel-based uh, iPhones into the US, which uh, hasn't happened yet. So I'm somewhat sceptical this will uh, lead to anything good for Qualcomm, but uh, certainly worth trying given that the outcome, if it is positive for Qualcomm, would be incredibly devastating for Apple would certainly force it to negotiate more quickly and more earnestly with Qualcomm as the lawsuits continue. Number six, a group of advertising trade groups uh, have written an open letter to the Consortium for Better Ads, of which they're actually members, uh, asking for faster implementation of some of the self-regulatory stuff that's been debated but not yet implemented by that industry. And these are basically uh, online advertisers and companies representing online advertisers that are doing this. And the context is the moves by Google and Apple and others to restrict uh, their browser behavior. Uh, in the case of Apple, it's about restricting cookie based tracking for retargeting. In the case of Google, it's about implementing the standards for, from the campaign for better advertising. Uh, as a uh, standard for blocking ads within the Chrome browser. So uh, these companies uh, and organizations are now pushing back against that rather late, really. Neither of those uh, moves from Apple or Google is going to be stopped by this. In fact, the Apple one's already gone into effect. Uh, just a sign of how the industry's failure to self-regulate until this point has left it in this predicament. It really only has itself to blame for allowing low-quality ads to go on for so long without any kind of self-regulation. And it's now paying the price for that. Number seven, uh, T Mobile's always made a big deal about the fact that its uncarrier moves were basically permanent, whereas various other promotions might be temporary and didn't get that uncarrier label. It looks like we're seeing. The first kind of counter example against that trend, uh, Gizmodo reporting that T-Mobile has introduced a cap for international roaming in Canada and Mexico. This applies specifically to uh, subscribers to T-Mobile's unlimited data plans, who until now have had the option to roam uh, with data on an unlimited basis at full LTE speeds in Canada and Mexico. Whereas in the rest of the world, uh, the free roaming that's provided by T-Mobile is limited to 128 kilobits per second. Um, Essentially, this is a cap now designed to prevent abuse. And this is the problem with every unlimited service ever launched by any carrier anywhere. Um, There will always be those who take advantage of it and overuse it. And that seems to be the case here. Um, As anywhere else, it was entirely predictable. This happens every time this kind of stuff happens. This is why we have caps on what are called unlimited services and, and throttling and so on, because it's simply untenable untenable to offer something that is entirely unlimited and t-mobile is learning that the hard way and as i say having to dial back one of the benefits of its uncarrier service here and then lastly right before i started recording uh, news came out that uber had filed an appeal in london just hours before the deadline uh, passed for it to appeal its ban in london by transport for london the uh, regulatory agency there sounds like this is something of a formality. In reality, Uber and Transport for London are going to have to negotiate uh, and ultimately come to an agreement about what Uber needs to change in order to be allowed to continue to operate there. That was kind of my take on this from the beginning. I don't think Transport for London really wanted to ban Uber on an ongoing basis. I think they wanted to extract some concessions and promises about how Uber would operate in the future, given their poor history there and elsewhere. Um, and I think that's what they'll get, frankly, out of this. So the CEO travelled there recently to have a conversation with TfL, And out of that, I'm sure, has come a wish list of stuff that TFL needs Uber to do differently and promise to do differently going forward, which I'm sure Uber is working on. So I guess this would still get resolved at some point in the next few months. And in the meantime, Uber can continue to operate, drivers continue to earn money and so on. So um, for now, uh, no change in the way Uber is operating there. And I would guess no huge change even once this finishes up. But certainly some commitments to do better from Uber should be on the way. That rounds up the eight items from the site today, just four other items to talk you through here quickly. Uh, Firstly, there's been some big claims recently made about Twitter moments and how important they are. Certainly, I hardly ever see them, but I don't use the core Twitter app. Certainly, people who do would see them much more frequently. Uh, But this is a medium piece that I'm linking to here, which argues that Twitter moments is actually a big deal and provides some evidence behind that assertion. I'm still not completely convinced about it, but it's an interesting take. Secondly, the Wall Street Journal has a piece about Amazon's bookstores, that's its physical bookstores that it's opened in certain cities on the mostly on the coasts of the United States and what they suggest about what Amazon might do in future and its Whole Food stores. Uh, thirdly, Bloomberg has a piece also about Twitter. Actually, this is about the bots on Twitter, some of the numbers around bots on Twitter, what those bots are, how they operate. Uh, and why Twitter might not be incentivized to get rid of those bots on the service. And then lastly, uh, this is a somewhat unusual link, uh, given that I usually link to long reads, backgrounders, interviews, and so on here. Uh, This is an AI experiment from Google, but it's a fun one. Uh, It's called Teachable Machine, and it's basically an AI uh, machine learning experiment where you can train your own AI, essentially, in a very user-friendly way, using your computer or phone camera Uh, and I won't go into all the details, just go check it out at the link that will be in the show notes. But uh, kind of a fun way to uh, promote the interesting work Google's doing around AI, some of the tools that have been provided, and uh, some of the clever things that you can do with AI and how sophisticated some of this stuff has become such that ordinary users can play around with it in a way that makes uh, sort of intuitive sense. So that rounds out the episode and also this week's episodes of the Tech Narratives podcast. Thanks very much, as always, for listening. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back next week. Bye-bye.